regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the only podcast that sounds like it's in a room roughly 10,000 square feet. But three feet high. <laughs> These are the filters you need to put on to make it sound like how I'm imagining it. Yes, it's, um, I believe it's reverb, full reverb. Very wet, very wet, full reverb. Yeah, yes, and also constant bleeps and bloops from a computer, please. That's what I need. Mm. That's where we are this week. Get ready for it. My name's John Blythe, and I am paying the penance for not having a feature this week by introducing the podcast. But I am surrounded by two much more diligent men, diligent and talented men who have put the put the effort in and they've come up with some something for you to listen to this week. Mm-hmm. Joe Scrabbles. Yes. What have you got for well, these worthy readers who deserve a lot more than I've fucking managed? I've put a lot of effort into um, stealing someone else's character that they'd done before and uh, just doing that sort of again. Um, if you did it better, I'll be very offended <laughs> if it was a character I did, which I know it was. <laughs> and I know you did. I'm very offended. I don't think it was a lot better. Uh, yeah, but you did music and that always makes it so good. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real crutch. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us this week, Mr. Steve Luggedy. Hello, it's me. It's Steve. What have you got for me? Um, Please. You know, all the, one of the one of the many, many awful things that's happening in the world. Mm. Uh, take, mm-hmm. your, take your pick, am I right? Um, but specifically, <laughs> uh, the horrible racist Tory anti-asylum seeker policy of stopping all the boats. Mm. Well, I've written a fake newsletter from none other than Roger Helmer to send out to all of his constituents with his top five places. He'd rather stick those freeloading bastards. I can't wait to hear what his voice. It's genuinely again. hard to listen to you speak that way, even though I know it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I just sit here like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Steve doesn't talk like this. Not my yeah. Steve. I hope it comes across in the feature that I am shocked and abhorred, abhorrented, ab- assuaged, convinced. No. Mollified. Mollified. <laughs> Mortified. The only bit what? where it doesn't sound like that is where you accidentally turn into Grape Salicious Bourdain for a second. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, he loves this. <laughs> He's so excited about it. Well, that's my, yeah, that's what I did. Well, I can't wait to For hear legal both reasons, of those. I have to say that I didn't send this newsletter and I didn't write it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Roger Helmer did. Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. I'm going to go and Do try it. and convince Stuart to watch an episode of Picard with me because I'm really into it. I've heard it's good now. Mm. It's honestly, there's they've got a character that is saying what you always thought. And he's, he's just a fantastic angry captain who's a bit of a sassy bitch. And and has no time for Picard and his worthy bullshit. Oh. Can I watch it without watching series two? You literally don't need... It's such a fucking break from season yes. one and season two. Good. Just I'm going to get it. into it. Just watch Does it. Uh, Picard say fuck in it? He did. He said fuck last episode and it was like... Wow. It was like a golden coin dropped in my brain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does Worf say piss? Worf drinks piss i need a piss (laughs) (laughs) 
please excuse me, I need to piss. <laughs> I've got to do a big Klingon piss out of my weirdly ridged dick. Weirdly in Klingon, it's exactly the same word. <laughs> Even though coffee is mokhtar or whatever, <laughs> piss is somehow it's the just same. just still piss. We, in Klingon, we call coffees mochas. <laughs> it's a very, very strange country, you wouldn't understand. Country. <laughs> what, what country? What pl- planet are the Klingons from? Go, Klangus. <laughs> Klangus. <laughs> Perfect. Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the Regular Features podcast. Their continuing mission. To find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured before. Regular featured before. Regular features! Regular features! Regular features! Regular features! Regular features! And now it's time for Steve's regular features, Steve's Asylum Seekers. What are we going to do with that lot? Not my words, the words of Roger Helmer, UKIP MEP turned Tory. MP turned... What is he now? I don't know. Massage expert. <laughs> He's in the top 10% of massage reviewers on Google. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be amazing to find his Google review profile? I bet he does it. He's got exactly the energy. And I bet he only ever gives one or t- one to three star reviews. Mm-hmm. That, that guy never leaves a positive review. Yeah. That masseuse left the bags of hot wax on my hands. Now they've entirely caked solid, and it's was, very difficult to type this review. There were <laughs> there were fingertip marks left in my waterlogged calves for weeks. <laughs> anyway, Roger Helmer. Uh, <clears throat> yes. As you might expect, he is a fucking horrible man. I, I, I mm-hmm. don't know if he probably does have opinions about asylum seekers. I'm... I'm making this up completely because I don't care to look at anything that man says or Correct. does. It's true. I, I do worry sometimes that we do have Sonny Ross's artwork of Roger Helmer in my pub and the QR code that links to why it's there has fallen off it. So I think some people <laughs> might worry that I'm a huge Helmer fan. Right. Now that his ideas have become mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well, here's another made-up newsletter that he definitely didn't write. It's about asylum seekers. you still got the email addresses. You could send it out. Time's up, asylum seekers. You've had it too good for too long. Living the high life of Riley at my personal expense. Honking down asylum soup and laughing up your sleeves. Or should I say my sleeves? The sleeves that my tax is paid for. You'd be reduced to laughing into your own bloody shoes if it weren't for me and my unconditional <laughs> generosity. And who laughs into a shoe? You'd look like some sort of chuckling shoe pervert. (laughs) 
I've seen how this far-left government bends over backwards to accommodate you. Hot, wet chicken dinners at the Hard Rock Cafe. All-day cabaret <laughs> buffet banquets on Savile Row. <laughs> yeah, all right, grapes. <laughs> Those platform shoes with a goldfish inside the heel. It's frankly no wonder you're risking your lives to make the treacherous channel crossing with such enticing rewards for reaching our fair island. My fair island. My fair lady. Lady Britain. <laughs> well, they say the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain, but you rovers to Dover should find a four-leaf clover. <laughs> because your this luck's is just a WWE promo. <laughs> because your luck's just run out, buddy boys and women and vulnerable children. In a policy change that can be summarized as, well, if you love small boats so much, why don't we just imprison you on one? The British government has bought a triple-decker Dutch barge that you have to live on now. <laughs> triple-decker Dutch barge. <laughs> it's hot, wet chicken dinners on a triple-decker Dutch barge. <laughs> it's just like the film We Bought a Zoo, except instead of a zoo, it's a massive barge. And instead of Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson, it's just a bunch of horrible racist cunt Tories. And instead of that scene at the end of Act 2 in which Matt Damon is trying to relocate an ostrich to a special annex of the zoo designed for ostriches, and he's managed to catch it by dropping from a tree, and now he's got it in a chokehold, and he's trying to wrestle it into the passenger seat of his <laughs> Nissan, while Scarlett Johansson screams, Stop! Stop! You'll break its neck! You'll break its <laughs> bloody neck, and then there'll be no zoo! <laughs> and then a zoo inspector sees, and he shuts down the zoo. Well, instead of all that, it's you. It's you and your terrified family on a barge. We bought a barge. Got it yet? Is that sinking in? Oh, that reminds me of the five ideas I had for even better places to house you. Namby-pamby, persecution-fleeing human beings. One, a sinking in. When I said, is that sinking in just now? It reminded me of this first idea, which is brilliant. It's a lot like the big Dutch barge where you're actually going, come to think of it. But get this. It's decorated inside to look exactly like an old pub with pork scratchings on the walls, a fruit machine, and a weird step that's halfway through the room for no reason. The works. <laughs> that's two of the things are in my pub. We don't have a fruit machine, but we do have a fucking step. <laughs> that's the in part of the sinking in. The sinking part is that I've dremeled a hole through the cellar wall, so the pub is sinking into the English Channel at a rate of an ankle's worth of shit seawater every hour giving you roughly two days to enjoy an immersive metaphor for the country you're so desperate to sneak into by the only means left available to you. Two, a gravy train. <laughs> <laughs> Remember before when I said about how if you like boats so much, why don't you just go and be locked inside one for an indeterminate length of time by a bureaucratic process as opaque as it is cruel as it is glacial? Well, using the same logic, we might as well just easily as put you just as easily on a gravy train. We would requisition a British Pullman and fill it to the lampshades with piping hot gnaw. Not Bisto, <laughs> oh no, that's the first gravy anyone thinks of. It's gnaw for you. <laughs> Don't you dare think about drinking any gravy while you're sloshing helplessly around inside the moving train carriage like an asylum-seeking goldfish in a platform shoe. <laughs> if you drink any, that's theft. That's a crime. And we'll send you off to the first country you think of when I say the word genocide. Three. The Gravitron. Not the hypothetical elementary particle, 
I mean the Furground ride that spins you round and round and pins you to the wall with centrifugal force. That'll keep you in your place. You know, <laughs> this one time at Cullen's Furground, I saw one of the workers flout every health and safety yes. rule in the book yes. by uncoupling himself from the Gravitron harness and walking around on the walls just like Lionel Richie in the music video for Dancing on the Ceiling. Unlike Lionel Richie, however, this reckless teenager got an unsecured dreadlock caught in a mechanism and was centrifugally scalped in front of 20 screaming children and one Roger adult. <laughs> His dead body was catapulted so far it landed on the roof of the waltzes. But Roger, doubters will sometimes say, there were no waltzes at Cullen's fairground that night. Well, you're right, there weren't. But there were at Duffy's fairground, two towns away. <laughs> Idea, idea number four. A floating <laughs> steampunk city. I've doodled a floating city on the back of this bank statement. It's kind of cool. It's got its own little flag up there. There was all the people waving from the side. It was, it was designed for the 1908 World's Fair, but it drifted away because it got real windy that day. <laughs> you could live there, I guess. No. No, I want to live there. This one's for me. <laughs> Five, get this. <laughs> Gary Lineker's inflated sense of worth. That pompous <laughs> do-gooding football pundit has had has got such a big head of himself. <laughs> but I bet you could house every asylum seeker in the world in there. Like the numbskulls out of the Beano, with all like asylum seekers controlling his taste buds and pointing his eyes at goals and Alan Shearer. And like sometimes Gary will smell a pie and it will set off alarm bells in the nostrils department and he of like run around pulling on the levers and pressing the buttons to stop him eating the pie, but he does. So you have to call up like his asshole and say, Well, I guess you gotta get ready to shit out a pie now. And uh like Suella Braverman could be in one of the the rooms of the head, and one of the numbskulls asylum seekers would knock on the door and say, Hey Suella, uh you haven't paid your rent and she'd be like, um, I actually live here rent free. <laughs> Are you writing any of this down? It's really good. <laughs> anyway, those are my five new ideas for comics I would like to see in the Beano slash ways to dehumanize uh, vulnerable people fleeing uh, terrible situations. If you'd like more, come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, have you ever thought about being far right? Because <laughs> you've really got it down. You're very good at it. And it's not hateful. You, I, I'm on board with everything you've just said. You've just got such a charming way about you. That's you've got to be careful. They'll they'll and trick you into putting old. asylum seekers on fairground rides. I do love how they said the first things, but always very polite, always very nice, always very measured. Yes. It makes me want to fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion, fuck the Tories. What a horrible set of pricks. Mmm. Wow. Hard-hitting political satire. And if, if you're a Tory who patrons us, please double your contribution as a punishment for being evil. Yes. Then you will not be forgiven. That's, yeah, it's not a tithe. Uh, no. We'll still just hate you. We just yeah, want just more of tax. your money. <laughs> yeah, then come to a live show. Get yourself humiliated. I will sit on you, put my fingers in your mouth, and then work you to erection. Uh-oh. <laughs> this, is, this is not going to look good for you when you come all over my spine. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello. Hello. You you recognize me, right? Who who is it? Who are you? I'm I'm all in black. I got a big white face. Come on. I'm wearing a top hat. I'm the fucking Babadook. Hey, he's the Babadook. <laughs> yes. Fucking hell. It's me, returning friend of the podcast, the Babadook. And I've still got a fucking bone to pick with Hollywood. Now, if you remember, last time I was here, I was pitching my new movie, The Babadook 2, The Babadook. My voice was different because I was log. <laughs> Do you want to go through some more of my jokes? <laughs> <laughs> well, get a load of this, Log. <laughs> no, it's really good because I haven't got a feature. Please, this feels like I've got a feature now. <laughs> that movie never got off the ground because I absolutely refused to take out the line where I said I was batshit for man dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a stand I'm still very happy to have taken. And honestly, I reckon eight, I reckon eight 24... <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I reckon A24 will be picking it up any day now. If they're making fucking Ghost Story, which is a movie about Casey Affleck in a sheet wafting about like a big fucking sad laundry heap, you better believe they'll be having my movie at all. So why am I back? Well, thing is, I don't read reviews. I'm a self-confident kind of guy. I knows what I likes, and what I likes is me, the Bubba Duke. So you wouldn't have believed my face when someone saw me in the street the other day and started talking about my movie to me. Well, you, I mean, you probably would have believed my face because I was doing my normal thing where I don't blink and I'm silently screaming. But you understand the turn of phrase. Anyway, this lass, she comes up, she starts piping off with some pretty high-minded ideas about what my movie was about. She said that it's a touching reflection on living with depression that I, the Babadook, am some sort of physicalised version of the lead character's conflicted relationship with her son, having given birth to him while her husband is killed, and that in choosing to coexist with the fear and disgust that haunts her rather than fight it, she's more able to be loved, to love and be loved. Fucking toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It left me pretty worried that people have taken all the wrong conclusions. The big clue about what The Babadook is all about, the film and myself, The Babadook, is right at the end. I've lost this accent completely. <laughs> I love it. I love watching. None of us are skilled voice actors. I love no. hearing all of our voices change constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's right at the end when the mum collects a bowl of worms for me to eat. That is bang on. I love worms. The whole movie was meant to be a cautionary tale about <laughs> not giving me worms to eat. <laughs> And this is the problem with that stupid movie. I'm not trying to kill the mum or her son or her dog if I don't have to, or even trying to help her rationalise the pain at the centre of her being. I just want a lot of worms. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the bit where I come into Amelia's room and climb up her ceiling and look at her and then fly down her mouth, 
was just me coming in to ask for a nice cup of worms. But she didn't get me any fucking worms. So I flew into her mouth like a worm. It's obvious. <laughs> like I wanted a worm to fly into mine. I was demonstrating it. It's very simple stuff. Just get me my worms. I'd be happy. And that book about me in the movie, she keeps reading a little bit and then getting scared or putting it down or throwing it out or burning it and running to the police station. She just kept reading. She would have got to the final stanza and run and run to the worm shop instead. <laughs> instead. <laughs> you, you've got it. You've it's, nailed oh, this yeah, voice. <laughs> he's from Australia. This is what they sound like. <laughs> that stanza goes as follows. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. Hello. I'm the Babadook. No, I'm every, the Babadook. The Babadook is an ethereal creature, constantly yeah. shifting in his motives and intents. So absolutely. Like, this is yeah, fine. Absolutely right. Anyway, that stanza goes as follows. I'm the Babadook, and I'm here to say, I like to eat worms <laughs> every day. Brown ones, pink ones, thin or fat, just get a bunch of worms, put them in me hat. That movie could be five minutes long, and the script would read, Int Night. <laughs> Amelia is in her house And she looks sad and scared Suddenly Babadook's in the room He's very tall and wears a black coat And a black top hat And he looks like if Stephen Merchant was a goth But handsome He jumps on top of the fridge And he squiggles his hands about Like as if his arms were worms <laughs> Amelia Ah oh, mate, do you want some worms? Babadook <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Took you long enough, but go on then. Yeah, I'm gasping for worms. <laughs> Amelia, here are some worms. Credits and theme song play. And yes, I do actually think it should have had a theme song. I think we could have avoided a lot of bother with some very boring interpretations of my movie if we'd just had a song at the end that had me telling you the real meaning of what had happened. And so, if you could all pirate the movie and then put this on the end, I'd be very grateful. Oh, we got the music again. Fucking hell. If it's in a word, or it's in a book, <laughs> you just can't get rid of. Well, maybe I'll just sing about it. <laughs> I'm a metaphor for morning love. So I wear a big top hat. I'm ten feet tall and climb walls, me love And I scurry like a rat Creeping up on you When you're having a little sleep Just to frighten you And you'll know what word I'll speak The Babadook Phantom born of trauma love <laughs> But I'm localised to Oz If you lose a loved one tragically On the Gold Coast or Geelong Then I'll come 
to you And I'll manifest your grief I'll take your son from you And I'll truss him up a treat <laughs> The Babadook Never starts. Get a little bowl, and then you just head outside. Dig a little hole and fill it with what you find. A bowl of words. <laughs> Every day, brown ones, pink ones, thin or fat. Just get a bunch of worms and put them in my hat. Can I have a worm straight from the garden? I'll chop it up and use it like a lard on straight in the salad. Gotta stay healthy if worms are a currency. I'm very wealthy, <laughs> but oh no, I eat my money straight from the wallet into my tummy. You think it's sad, but I think it's funny. If worms made a juice, it'd be worm honey. Speaking of honey, this is a segue. Pay us two pounds and you get a bee name. And that's the next section. That's the bit after this where we give you a B name if you pay us. There you go. <laughs> you, how do you do it, man? <laughs> well, what happens is sometimes you're in the car with your fiancé and the two of you spontaneously start singing, The, the Babadook! <laughs> and then you retro-engineer an entire feature just to do that. Feature. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular features. Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bed. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. If you give us two pounds, we'll take your human name, swallow it, and beam a bee name at you through our glower. As much as I love hearing you say this, it feels like it was covered by the outro to the Babadook <laughs> song, Steve. <laughs> it was. I'm treading trodden ground. What's the phrase? Retreading Retreading trodden ground. Trodden ground. <laughs> you're, this you're ground's on been trodden already. Get <laughs> off know, my trod ground. Do you know who never trods on ground? 
a bee. Oh, <gasps> I was going to say Jesus, because that's when he was carrying you. <laughs> Could you please give bee names to the following new patrons? Yeah. Paul Brown. The brown bee. Flaps upon a tour. The stinky tour. Yeah. The stinky tour. <laughs> stinky what? what? What is that word? Tour. T-O-R. 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 Stinky tour. It's like a slap. I don't know. Glastonbury's got one. Oh. <laughs> I think it's a hill. Please give a bee name to Ben Williams. When Billiams sing. When? When? The bees come to sting. Nice. We've, have we ever spoonerized a name before? I don't know if we have. Uh, bee name, please, for Andrew January. What? Yes. There's got to be something here. 30 days have September. <laughs> March of the bee. <laughs> 30 days. People say 30 days hath September, don't they? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I think we should be classier. Yeah. Yes. And then just March of the bees. <laughs> don't say just. A bee name, please, for Birch Barenberg. Come uh, on. Uh, another name that deserves to be kept forever, but... There's a bee in my conker soup. <laughs> Why are you drinking conker soup? Because I'm fucking idiot. Barenberg. <laughs> Barenberg. Hmm. That sounds like a, a district in Dark Souls. A district? <laughs> yes. A, well, it's very well zoned. Yeah. Lord And It's very much an arrondissement. <laughs> wait a wait, there's a bee in my conker soup. And there's no nothing else. It's not it, the waiter doesn't reply. The waiter just takes away the soup. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, waiter, waiter. There's a bee in my conker soup. The waiter takes the conker soup silently away, <laughs> never to return. Three hours later, the diner leaves. By Samuel Beckett. It's, it's the conker soup for one. It was the title of that play. Uh, finally, a bee name, please, for Kane. Missenden Jones. Missenden Jones. How long has it been since we've seen a bee? Ah, Missenden. Okay, it's going in. How long has it been? No, you're okay. <laughs> Come on. Brackets. I'm Missenden. I'm Missenden. How long has it been since you've seen a bee? Uh, I went round a house the other day to look at it, and um, the <laughs> the lady was like, "You do have to take your shoes off because um, it's just been redone." <clears throat> there are a lot of bees, though. <laughs> we were like, "What?" And it's okay. Rooms, the bees haven't got shoes on. <laughs> two rooms had dead bumblebees all over them, <laughs> and it's like. What? How on the windowsills, because get... they tend to stay on the windowsills, no, or were carpet. they actually on the carpet? Yeah. God, One the of crunchy them was... underfoot bee problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Save that it. novel. That's a bee name. <laughs> <laughs> Go back for the Missenden one. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just so I saw bees the other day, but they were all dead or dying. One of them was twitching. Oh my God. Some sort of yeah. haunt, haunted horror house for bees. This was the house, if you've seen my tweet, with a full chapel in it. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. This is some Resident Evil shit, It's mate. a haunted I... bee house. Tiny ghosts flitting about. Resident Evil has bees in it, doesn't it? I'm not... yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just think maybe it's not that much like Resident Evil. <laughs> that's, more, that's more zombies, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, Resident Evil 4 is the one where all the villagers have bees in their eyes or some shit and run at you speaking bee Spanish. If you'd like your own bee name, patreon.com forward slash regular features, you also get access to the Beehive. That's the patron-exclusive Discord channel where we chat, hang out, and just generally talk about the podcast, bee-related things, honey sometimes comes up. And kebabs. And kebabs. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't ask about where the kebab special is. It's probably happening. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week. Maybe. I'm, I'm, but I'm just not going to buy an advance ticket. I'm going to get a ticket on the day, knowing that it could fall apart at any moment. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Peters podcast. Goodbye. Good day to you. Joe, say goodbye, for Bye. God's sake. They can't, they can't stop listening and... Regular Features Regular Features Regular Features